Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. Hi there, this is Nani with It's All Bigger Than Me, and today I will be hosting the show. We're doing things a little bit more differently now. Tracy is currently on a way to a cruise to Alaska. Rumor has it she's going to be getting in contact with the captain of the ship. Hopefully she doesn't stall takeoff. But today we're going to be showing clips of her and her the wonderful trip she took to Mount Rainier and Crystal Mountain. Uh, she was able to interview people with beautiful stories and wisdom to tell. I love to show them to you. And uh, here we are. It's Tracy Harrell, and it's all bigger than me, baby. I am back in the mountains. I am in Crystal Mountain, and I'm staying at the Alta Crystal Resort. And I'm here with the owner of the Alta Crystal Resort, Miss Maureen Gilbert. Maureen Gilbert. And I was just talking to her and her handsome beau who manages this place, who's the general manager of the place, and they're so amazing. And so she's going to tell us a little bit about her story and how she transitioned from corporate America to, to living in one of the most beautiful places in the world. So can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, introduce yourself, yeah. and then tell us about how you got here. Sure. Hi, I'm Maureen Gilbert, and I had been in the corporate world. I would worked in banking, uh, software, you know, kind of very classic corporate environment. You said you did software installations in Japan. Uh, in Japan, Hong Kong, China, <laughs> Singapore, all over the place. But I'd always wanted to run my own business, right? It's one thing to work for someone else, and I always had that dream to see, you know, could I run my own business? And that dream kind of coincided with also uh, having children. Mm. And so I had this, like, how do I bring these two things together? Right. right? I wanted to be a mom. I also have always had this entrepreneurial spark. It's like, well, how do I make that happen? And I'd lived in some amazing places, uh, different countries. And so uh, I went, okay, I want to live in a beautiful place, get to have my kids around me and support myself, you know, make money doing something I love. Love it. And it's like the light went off. <laughs> and it's like hospitality, mm. right? And obviously there's some hospitality places that you probably aren't going to you know, bring kids or have kids mm -hmm. running around. But from the time my daughter, who's now 16, mm. uh, I was pregnant with her, uh, I've, I've had a hospitality business. Wow. Uh, first in, in Mendocino and then up here outside of Seattle. And, you know, the interesting thing, how I got there, I like to tell the story because I think it can help other people, mm -hmm. is that I have this concept called finding your transcending thought. Mm. So, you know, when you're trying to make a big decision, mm -hmm. right, and you're on the precipice of like, should I or shouldn't I stay or go, mm -hmm. it's really easy 
to have it be based on the emotions of the day, right? So when I was in the corporate world, I'd be like, oh yeah, I was living in Europe, they give you six weeks paid vacation, mm -hmm. I had a corporate car, right? Like right. all the perks. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, okay, it's not so bad. <laughs> Keep, you know, doing the corporate rat race. Right. I have some great perks. But then there'd be a day where it's just like, oh, it felt soul sucking and it wasn't mm -hmm. my passion. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, all right, I'm quitting, I'm out of here. The problem with that is that life is always going to have those good days and bad days, mm -hmm. right? And so if you make a decision based on just one side, then you're, you know, going to make a big decision and you're going to go, oh, wait, I'm still having good days and bad days. Mm -hmm. What I realized is I needed to find the transcending thought that it didn't matter if I was having a good day or a bad day, it still applied. Mm. So for me, my transcending thought was I didn't want to be an old lady and wonder what if. Like, what, you know, could I make mm -hmm. it on my own? Could I run my own business, yes. right? I, it's like, I didn't want to sit there and regret. Oh, yes. I never tried it. tried it. And so for me, that was huge because I have to tell you, when you're running your own business, there are days when you're paying your staff before you pay yourself. Yep. There are days where you're working these long hours and you don't remember the last time mm. you had a vacation, right? And it's like, wait a sec. What about that like really cool corporate gig I had with you know six weeks vacation and uh, you know the expense right, budget like right. well, why did I give that up? <laughs> and but it's because I would never be able to say gee I never gave it a shot I always mm. would wonder what if and so for me that was huge not to live with the, that regret mm -hmm. and it's worked out wonderfully because well here Max. This is my son Max. He's hey, now, handsome. He's going to be 11 on September 5th. And as you see, he gets to come to work with me. And I know he sometimes is like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I get to help mom with laundry. And, uh, yeah, that's the fun part, right? No, but uh, there aren't a lot of, of jobs that you can have your kids with you mm. and make people happy. Mm. And, you know, our little tagline or, or motto is uh, escape the city, not the comforts. And mm. I, think there's, I love that. There's something about that, right? The ability totally. to get into this beautiful environment <laughs> and still have, you know, a easy place to land. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's about making people happy and giving them a slice of nature because I really do believe our souls are fed by nature. Mm. And so let's talk a little bit more about that because I, I believe that too. I don't know if you've ever read the book. It's by Deepak Chopra and it's called The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success. Mm -hmm. And one of the first, have you read it? Yeah, I have. And one of the first laws, probably the hardest one for me, we talked about uh, the practice of silence. Mm. <laughs> I'm a bit of an extrovert, so I had to work on that one. But I never had a trouble with, you know, part of that was also connecting with nature. You talked right. about how important it was to connect with the infinite possibilities of the universe, mm -hmm. right? The, 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 uh, the miracles, those daily miracles, which I actually experience now. Yep. Now that I'm not in the corporate world and now that I'm living my dream, it's like every day there's a miracle because so I've stepped out on faith and it's a beautiful thing so let's talk a little bit about nature and why this is so important can we talk about that yeah absolutely so uh, I really encourage you to read the bed card that we put on the beds because for me it really embodies the the philosophy that we're trying yes. to get here is that right now with technology with the pace of our lives mm -hmm. everyone is so busy mm. and it's so hard to find those moments of silence right and mm. so just to be able to be in quiet, to take, take a deep breath, to walk in the forest and not be constantly bombarded mm. by your cell phone going off or, you know, the, the thousand things that are on all of our to-do lists. Yes. 
to me, I think it's in that quiet where we get to connect with whatever you want to call that's bigger than you. And mm. I don't care <laughs> what you call it, if it's Jesus or Allah right, or the right, Great Spirit right. or higher power. For me, it's that feeling you get when you're quiet and you're connected to whatever it is that's bigger than us. Mm. And as Deepak says, I mean, that's where the miracles happen. Totally. Right? And when you realize that you're, we're all vessels for that working mm. through us and that that's what um, we're here to do is to, to co-create and to be, uh, you know, I call it like God with skin on for each other. <laughs> right? I love that. Yeah. It's, uh, the angels that walk among us, yes, right? That, exactly. That's what you guys are. Like, I'm sure people that I know for me, I just needed this so mm -hmm. much. And I mean, it's just, it's so perfect in every way. But did you just say that again? Uh, I call it being God with skin on for each other, right? <laughs> I love it. God with skin on. The angels that walk among us, all of that. Mm -hmm. Basically, I, I love it. Yep. So you and I are going to... Um, connect many 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 more times oh, your handsome beau has left he's going to oh, he's leaving he's going to be going to japan so mm -hmm. when he comes back we're going to talk all about his trip you and i are going to talk about many 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 other things because i love your spirit there's so much so much connection that we have um are there any final words that you want to share since you brought your handsome son into the into the <laughs> picture uh for mothers so yep. um any advice about motherhood um, like I said, you made some choices about how you're going to be able to spend time with him and, and live your best life, yep. live your dream. What advice would you share with mothers who might be struggling? Yeah, so first of all, I firmly believe like you can't give another mother advice because we're all really doing like the best we can, right? Mm. And to say like, hey, I did it this way, so therefore you have to. <laughs> like, I, I don't. Thank you for that. that Thank right? you. And it's so hard because you always are hearing conflicting advice, right? It's like, well, if you breastfeed and sleep with your baby, uh, they're going to be 18 and, you know, never leave you. And uh, if you don't do that, then they're going to, you know, need therapy for the rest of their lives. Right? It's like, well, which, which you know, it's, it's, you get such conflicting advice. It's so hard. So, um, but I will say that we can't do it all as women mm. and i think we're getting sold a bill of goods being told that we can like we're supposed to be you know uber mothers that uh you know bake homemade cookies <laughs> we don't dare buy them from the store you know and we're there full time oh and we have to be incredibly successful right career women and like it's too much it is it's, it is and so I really feel like what you have to do is listen to your heart mm. and and realize that there's always going to be choices and trade-offs, right? Um, again, by I just went to my 20-year grad school reunion. Mm -hmm. I uh, attended business school at INSEAD, mm -hmm. uh, just south of Paris. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit humbling because a lot of the people I graduated with, their lives looked a lot more kind of bright and shiny, mm -hmm. and I'll call it the traditional the, path the traditional path of success yes. and you know i'm running a, a 26 room resort in the woods outside of seattle it which is really paradise here in the pacific northwest just is, i've been to paris right? it's paris is lovely but if i had to choose right now guess where i am mm -hmm. right here i love sunrise mm -hmm. this area but however i've gotten to be there for all the moments of my kids mm -hmm. right and so I, I made some trade-offs and, and choices, and I think we all do. And it's really about being okay with that mm. and giving ourselves permission and knowing that we're going to make choices and we're going to make mistakes. And as long as we keep trying the best for our kids, like, I think they know. 
Mm. Right? It's not about being perfect. It's it's about progress. Know, progress. I love it. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much. Any final words? Hugs and kisses to son. I know you. Um, anything you want to say? What do you love most about your mom? Um, how nice she is. Yeah, she is nice. <laughs> she is nice. So She's beautiful. Very playful. She's. I'm playful and fun. He said. Oh, that is important. How moms are so serious mm -hmm. and tell their kids to stop playing. You not only allow him to play, but you play with him. I do. I love that. I'm coming. I call it, I'm kind of a silly Gucci mama. <laughs> That's what I call it. Not Gucci like the uh, expensive designer. Right, right, right. Gucci right. just like mm, mm. hugging and kisses and getting dirty and having fun and playing. How important is that for moms as well? I mean, moms and dads, I guess. I mean, I, again, I've, I have not had kids by choice. Mm -hmm. I just knew it was just such a huge responsibility to raise like an amazing adult. I'm a bit of a control freak and I knew there was no control in that mm -hmm. <laughs> process. So I was like, that's probably not for me. So. Parents, any, any, any male and female, yeah. right? Mothers and fathers. Um, what have you done? I know you just said you don't want to give advice to other people, but what have you done to make him? He's a good kid. He's he's polite. He's obedient. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are, if that's a word I can use, and maybe that's for animals. I don't know. But he's polite and no, he, he listens. He's a good kid. He listens. He, yeah. So um, how, how do you imagine? How do you figure that out? Uh, first of all, I think there's a little bit of luck in it, right? Mm. I mean, seriously. But uh, I'd say the biggest thing I did was I try to understand things from their perspective, right? Mm. In other words, it's not just here are the rules, you know, it's like, hey, this is a relationship. Just like any relationship, right? If you were like, hey, you know, this is how it has to roll, the other person would be like, uh, oh, not so much, right? Mm. And obviously, I have more years and experience, etc. So mm -hmm. there's certain things I have to make decisions about. But on the other hand, you get to make a lot of your own decisions about stuff like things that like like hair and dress. Mm. And, you know, so as much choice and agency as you can give them, I think it makes them more responsible and they don't need to act out because mm. they know that the no is for a good reason and the, and there's not a lot, a lot of like silly nose just because. Mm. So, seem fair? Yeah. Accurate? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we all like, I tell him, we all like yeses. We love, so, I love yeses. Everyone loves yeses. <laughs> I so, really do like it. Like if I need, hey Max, I need you to do this or clean up or what have you. I was like, if you give me yeses, when you say like, hey mom, can I have a little extra screen time? I'm going to be more inclined to give yeses, right? Mm. So it kind of, it's, it works symbiotically, right? I love he's, that. He's cooperative. I'm cooperative. I don't think it's rocket science kids <laughs> as much as it's treating them as a relationship. Respectful. Respectful. Yeah, mm. respectful parents, respectful kids. So you let, him, you let him make choices. Do you, how do you discipline him when he doesn't do what you want? Well, again, I don't like the idea of discipline. Okay. From the standpoint of, I'm, I feel like discipline is meant to teach, right? Mm -hmm. So in other words, it's more about, hey, this is what I think you did wrong and why mm. and how it impacted me. Mm. as opposed to okay you did that go to your room i don't know what that teaches a kid right or oh, i love that you know what this sounds like a little bit so there's a book that i'm going to talk about on another show and i definitely will invite you back for okay. that but it's the concept of nonviolent communication oh, i think the guy I you have you... martin rosenberg oh my god Ma marshall marshall rosenberg thank you yes oh I yes so and he has videos for mothers and parents and kids it's so cute so you're basically living it well you're doing it to the best of your ability. Say, this sounds do not like. Hold me up as a I'm sure there are days to be like, oh yeah, you that yell? is not, not my Do you yell? Yes. <laughs> She's like, absolutely.
to. I don't try to. Right. But I'm a human mama right, too. Right, right, right. moments where it's like, really? Good? <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what you're going to do today? Yeah, right. I am not in the mood. But let's just say, when I'm being my best self as a parent, mm. yelling is not my go-to place, right? Mm. Laying down the law is not my go-to place. It's like, I... So yes, Marshall Rosenberg is, I'm a huge advocate of his work. And there's so many good parenting books that are based on that model of attachment parenting and respectful parenting. And I, I feel really lucky, I do. I have really good kids. And I think it's because I treated them like a person, not just, you know, I'm the authoritarian and, and they just have to, you know, do what I say. <laughs> no one likes that. No right? one likes that. I, no I love the way Marshall that. talks about it, but I like the way you're talking about it even better. <laughs> so that's what this yeah. book is about. That's what this whole movement is about, right? right? When I told you about the first book that I wrote and the first, the show that I did for two years was yeah. just radio only. It was called Our Journey, Our Dreams, mm -hmm. the art and science of being aware and getting there. So it was oh, like our that. journey, right? our journey right our dreams we all have dreams yep. and then the art and science i've read like a thousand books i have a hundred that i've read numerous times or listened to multiple times and then 40 that i literally have metabolized that are part of my soul not necessarily doing all the things they say but i metabolize them and i know like what's important and so marshall um his book and, and there's several he's actually has a couple you know versions of, of that same book but what i like about it is when i say the art and the science the mm -hmm. science is the books it's yes. the research i have tons of research about what we should do mm -hmm. to be successful and happy yep. you're the art you the storytelling the mm -hmm. people that are actually doing the work right. so i really couldn't finish my book and i really you know the reason it's going to be a, kind of a special iteration i actually am writing a third book on top of the two that are already written because i kind of have to bring up this concept of it's all bigger than me right yeah. like i have to bring this video element into it because it's really about hearing and seeing people who are really doing the work the books will come they're already written right they're right. gonna i'll keep adding to them and i'll keep modifying but really it's this concept of you of telling your story you're doing it mm -hmm. so i'm going to be connecting like these stories to the research so people cool. can see like here's the book that talks about it but here's someone who's actually doing it well one last thing on yes please is that when i mess up i always apologize to my kids <gasps> And oh, I, think that's I love that. I had parents that I think they felt like they had to be perfect. Mm. And part of that perfectionism was never admitting they had messed up. And as I said to you, do I yell? Yes. Do <laughs> I, you know, drop the ball? And, and yes, absolutely. I'm human. But I think that's huge for them to see that just because I'm a grown up, I make mistakes. But what do you do? Mm. You own it, you apologize, and you try to repair slash make amends. And if you can do that, you know, it gives them a good model for, hey, I don't have to be perfect either, but when I trip and fall, here's what needs to be done to... That's so beautiful! Yeah. Wow! And I would say, if, that, if there's anything that, like a simple thing I think parents can do that would make a big difference, I don't know, I don't think a lot of parents apologize to their kids. Mm, you know, even when that, they yell. Yeah, there's that sense of like... You know, somehow that makes them look like they're not, uh, you know, the parent. Mm. And for me, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a parent and I'm also human and I make mistakes. And wow. Yeah. Wow. That is so awesome. I could talk to you for hours, but my honey's in the room right I now. Yes. So, so you and I will definitely connect again. Oh, I'm going to say again, it's all bigger than me. And I think you should end with a group hug. Oh, yeah. Aww. <laughs> now, the thing I love about that video is that even though I'm not a mother, I relate to it in a way where I love seeing how Tracy and this woman that she's interviewing are able to put their guard down because of the peaceful and serene nature environment that they're in. And uh, 
when I see that, it reminds me of the time I spent with Tracy in her secret garden where I've able to keep my guard down and been aware of everything I'm surrounded by. And uh, it just adds for peaceful and serene and beautiful conversation here. I'm going to go ahead and move to the next video. This is still Tracy at Mount Rainier in Crystal Mountain. It's still in nature. Give me a moment here. But the thing that I love about seeing these videos also is that these people are just speaking from the heart. It's nothing to set up, and it's really wisdom that flows to you, me, and the listeners. This comes so naturally because we're all connected in one way or another. So I believe that It's All Bigger Than Me is more than just what's said in this studio. It's what's said all around the world. And uh, It's Bigger Than Me is something that could be pushed all throughout the world in nature and buildings. Anyway, I'm going to just go ahead and let this next video play. Go ahead. Hello again, and I'm doing a live interview with two of my new favorite people in my most favorite place ever. So I'm in Crystal Mountain, and I'm going to have you both introduce yourself. We're staying at the Alta Crystal Resort, Alta Crystal Resort mm -hmm. and I'm talking to the owner and the general manager. So they work together and they're a couple. So when I found that out, I was like, oh no, you know you don't get to get away without giving us some tips. Right. How do you work together? So first, first of all, introduce yourself and then tell us um, what you love most about the other person. Hi, so I'm Maureen. And Speak louder, Maureen. I am the owner. Yes. And Maureen, what's your first and last name? My name is Maureen Gilbert. Uh-huh. So I think uh, I knew that this was going to be a partnership that was like made in heaven goes beyond just the normal when last summer, uh -huh. which was probably hands down one of the craziest summers that we had. Uh, <laughs> We worked so well together. Really? It was almost like the more stress, the more like things were just not going as they should be. It was like the better we worked together. It was one of those uh, very cool synergies. And you know, some couples like when the chips go down, that's when it starts getting rough. It starts getting rough. And instead, it was so awesome working with him. So he was like with you. You knew he was on your side. You Absolutely. knew he was going to work it out. Wow, dream come true. Yeah, I it mean, was easy. He, I mean, it was, it was easy. Right? I think we, we didn't have to. No, it was easy. Yeah, and it was easy. He always Natural. had my back. Which wow. Was yeah. Okay, Very Greg, natural. introduce yourself again. Um, Greg McCabe. And, and what you love most about this beautiful lady? Oh, uh, you know, um, smart, gorgeous, go-getter. You know, really everything I'd always been looking for in a woman. Wow. So, so if I'm understanding you correctly, mm -hmm. you met on the job. We did. That's you were correct. the owner. Correct. He was the general manager. Yep. You kind of knew each other. You said you knew someone. We have a friend in common. You yeah. have a common friend. Yeah. And we you were just working. Yeah. Correct. And then you realize, yeah. based on how he made you feel in tough times. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I knew from the first day I met her, so I had, I had problems already. So. <laughs> I knew it was going to be trouble. <laughs> I knew there was going to be trouble. <laughs> But that was, that was the thing that we talked about is uncanny. Really, from the first time we met, it, it didn't feel like I was hiring an employee. He felt mm. like he was a partner. He, the way he engaged, the way that he was asking questions, taking ownership, going above and beyond. And Thank you. Yeah, and, and again, awesome. right? I mean, there, there were a couple times when, you know, I'll just call it any other employee would have had every right to be like, okay, six o'clock, you know, I've already worked a full day, I'm out of here. 
And there were a couple times we were both here, whether it was uh, during Snowmageddon or <laughs> right. we had, uh, you know, some... I was going to leave you knee-deep in, in poo-poo, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> For and those who don't know, Snowmageddon was like feet of snow that oh, yeah. Seattle, or this area has never seen before. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty rough. I had to tell you, I was in Florida for seven weeks when that happened, but that's well, neither well, here nor there. Watching the sunrise, yeah, it was a beautiful thing. But so he was, he was just a partner, always a partner. Always a partner from, from the, the moment that he came on. And so it was uh, really easy to fall in love with him. Wow. wow. So, so what do you do? This is beautiful. We're going to come back to you guys again, because again, uh, handsome Greg over here is going on a trip to Japan, and I heard you had a little something to do with it. Tell us about it. When I first met him, I was like, "This guy is pouring it. He's, he, uh, you know, there's an energy around givers, yep. right? There, there's a, there's a light <laughs> even on the phone that is obvious. Some yep. joy, some. P and so I was like, I got to talk to this guy. Like, there's a. You said a PMA. What do you? A PMA, a little positive mental attitude. So what, tell, tell us about that first before we go into the trip. This is um, your. Um, that's the way I look at life. You know, it's. Why not be positive? It's so much easier than being negative. Is this his mountain mood? You're just like, oh, no, chill out. No, You're like, oh, chill. Normal. Mountain air. <laughs> Is that what it is? Just the mountain, you know? It's, you know, <sighs> yes, it's that life. PMA, just PMA, positive PMA, mental attitude. attitude. I agree, but that's really what our show is about. Like right. I say, our vision, right? We, we take technology, community, and positive psychology mm -hmm. to help good people do great things. And like every day, it seems like you're pouring into other people, right? You know, helping others. Can, right? you try. And, and what's then, amazing is he was never in hospitality before. Mm. I had some background, and he's just a natural because he's really just about sharing himself, sharing the experience. Uh, and I mean, you live in a beautiful place. <laughs> right, right. right. And, and it, it helps, right? It, helps. <laughs> it, it makes it a lot easier. It does. Right? And I guess our attitude is that the kind of the crazier the world gets out there, the more yeah. people need places like this. Wow. Yeah. And I have to tell you, we, we've been here for six days, and we could only, we got Thursday and Friday here, and then we had to stay a different place Saturday, a different place Sunday, and we were back here Monday and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Of all the places that are anywhere near Crystal Mountain Gondola and Mount Rainier, and we have stayed at Paradise Inn as well. This, by far, is the best experience. I'm a little bit of a... The a word I created is called Guji. I'm ghetto and bougie. So it's Guji, meaning I'm from the hood, but I like my amenities, okay? I'm going to steal that. You please, if you must. I'm going to trademark it, but you can use it anytime. <laughs> it's amazing here. There's a fireplace in the room. What am I? I'm in a yeah. chalet. You're in one You're of our chalet, chalet suites. Chalet suites. So one bedroom has the living room, the fire, I mean, the couch, the fireplace, mm -hmm. TV with multiple satellite channels, yeah. right? Little mini kitchen is there. I came in, your staff, because we were celebrating my birthday and our anniversary. They had wine oh, in the good. fridge and flowers for my birthday. I'm celebrating my 50th, 50th yeah. birthday, September 23rd. So, yes, bam, bam. Yeah. yeah, so just amazing. So a little plug for your, you know, plug for yeah. your, your resort. Why is this? I can tell you why it's the best place as a, as a visitor. I will be back. But, you know, you didn't do this to sell the resort. You did this because you're like, hey, we're good people. And, you you know, you know you have a story to tell that can help other people. But let's talk about the resort for a second. Quick plug about the Alter Resort, which I oh, believe is right. the best place to stay in Crystal Mountain or on Mount Rainier. Well, so we're on 22 acres of the National Forest, which is mm -hmm. pretty special in and of itself. And, you know, hiking trails right out the back door. Mm -hmm. And for me, and I think also for Greg, when mm -hmm. he first came here, I sold him on the experience because we mm -hmm. took a walk right. along the creek. Right. Mm -hmm. And the uh, lake is just so beautiful. Yeah. And so uh, 
uh, is again, it's it's a location, right? And it's mm. and the thing about it being national forest is that it belongs to all of us. Mm. That's right. What's really cool right. about it? Right. We don't it. own it, obviously. <laughs> we're just, we're just <laughs> right? right. And for us, I think the the big difference is that we're not a corporation, mm. right? We're just kind of mom and pop, and we put right, a lot right. of heart into it. Yes. We take care of our staff. They yep. they know. They yeah, we know that they know that we have their back, mm. right? And. Again, we try to pay attention to the little details. You know, the chocolates on the bed. <laughs> yes. Right. Where can I get more of those chocolates? That was amazing. <laughs> like, exactly. I forgot. That was my first day checking in. I'm like, what are... But I've stayed at the W, by the way, a few weeks ago. We were we, we celebrate our anniversary for about a month, 60 days. You know, we just oh, kind of, we're stretching nice. it out. Yeah, <laughs> we're just stretching it out. I had black so toxic mold in my house. Whole nother situation. But I stayed at the W. This chocolate was better than the chocolate that I got there. It's amazing. So anyway, back to Alter Resort. Last words about the Crystal Alter, Alter Crystal Resort. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, we, we think that it's the little details that make the difference, right? Mm. And the fact that uh, our staff, you know, they love being here, and mm. I think it just infuses into to everything, right? If, if you're happy where you work, if you get to come to a beautiful place, yep. it, it makes a big difference. I love it. I love it. I'm going to stop this. and Actually, I'm going to keep going, but I'm going to transition topics. I know he has to go. Yep. Tell us about this Japan trip. Again, this guy pours into other people, and he said you guys surprised him. Who was involved? What was the deal? And tell us all about it. So his uh, best friend from college, his college roommate who lives in Seattle, yes. has been planning this trip because he's uh, of Japanese heritage, so okay. he's wanted to go forever. So he planned this, you know, once in a lifetime trip. And when I say planned, trip. I mean... To the detail. <laughs> And he'd said, hey, Greg, you know, you want to go, go along? And Greg was just like, there's no way, right? I got a kid. I got a job. You know, just it's not going to happen. And, well, I love the guy, right? And I just sat there. And I actually lived I lived in Japan. Uh, really? For a year. And so I knew what an amazing place it was. Uh, I knew how much he loved Japan. Uh, we often go on sushi date nights, right? <laughs> so I was just like, I, I could not let... This opportunity to go by and know that he was going to miss out. Like, there was just, it's just not who I am. I couldn't let him miss a chance to go do that. And um, it made me a little teary. Well, it? a little bit. Well, not in tears. Kiss cam. Kiss cam. Kiss cam. I feel a kiss coming on. Uh, this <laughs> So, this is really what relationships we'll are about. We'll put the pretty face mm -hmm. Right? Relationships about loving the other person, wanting the best for them. So right. this trip came up, he teared up because you guys, how did you present it to him? So, <laughs> well, he loves t-shirts and he loves cool t-shirts. I see the one he has on. I, yeah. New York Ska. <laughs> yeah. So I got him a t-shirt uh -huh. that's this cool like vintage Japanese t-shirt. Yeah. And I put the little ticket confirmation in the t-shirt. So initially he's like, oh, okay, cool. She got me a t-shirt, you know, yay, right? And then you I know? looked a little deeper and I was like, what And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, this can't really be. And then I didn't get it because I didn't think it was actually what I was looking at was what I was looking at. Yeah. But it was, it was what I was looking at. And then you broke it down. You said, baby, yeah. honey, no, honey. No, then I was like, I can't go to Japan, <laughs> crazy thing. Thank you very much. And the whole time I'm like, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I just got a little misty. You said, you said I can't go. I got a little misty. I don't think I could go. But you know, 
Your family made it happen. The people who love you yeah, exactly. poured into you. Exactly. Yep. Wow. Yep. Well, we're, we're going to pause this right now because I know you have to get ready to go to Japan tomorrow. I I you have a business that you're running, but we're going to talk more, more to you one-on-one, -on -one, and we're going to come back. He's going to document his Japan trip, and we're going to come back, and he's going to give us she a... She told me I had to. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. It's all we'll bigger than me, out. people. It's all bigger than me. We're going to bring Japan to the people, right? Okay. And we're going to talk about your experience when you lived there, his experience when he was there, points of connection. Yeah. So when uh, when I go, you, you you know you guys are prepping us for our trip there. So thank you very much. Anything else you want to share? One 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 last word of wisdom um, or advice you would share with couples on how to be as happy as you two are? Like what what would you say? What advice would you share with people? Don't let your partner trip over their own shoelaces. <laughs> nice. What do you think? Is that a good one? Yeah. Give, That's give, great. Give them, give them the roadmap to success, right? Wow. Tell me more about that. I can't let you guys get away with that. It's good stuff. What does that mean? Tell, t share your needs? Well, exactly. So oh, at the right. get-go, I was like, hey, here are the deal breakers for me. Here's right. what's important to me. Here, we talk right. about our love right. languages. Right? Mm. So, yes. Eh, so. <laughs> no, we did. We did. Right? Because you need to know how the other person, how they feel loved. Mm. And hopefully you're compatible, right? And the way that you like to give love is hopefully the way the other person receives it. And mm -hmm. we're pretty lucky that we're... Uh, I keep confusing the one love language here. Right? You do. So so we're going to come back to this because I know you got to go because I could go way into love languages. But the next time I get you together, how long is this trip to Japan? Uh, Ten days. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we're, we're going to come back. We'll bring you both together to talk about love languages, okay. how important that is. Mm -hmm. What is your love language? Uh, so there are five main ones. Okay, so we're going to do this. Everyone probably has yes. some of all of them. Or all of them. Or all of them, right? But um, there's touch. There's words of affirmation. Yes. Right? There's uh, gifts. There's quality time. Mm -hmm. And... I'm going to have you face this way. It's a little bit. Yeah, so you're fully sunned. At yes. any rate... Uh, so quality Plus, time. Years, I'm guessing. <laughs> quality time, uh, affection are probably yes. my top two. Uh, and yours? I forget what mine is. I've got a good one. What's mine? I thought yours were similar. You always, like, you always like words of affirmation. I do like words of affirmation. You're amazing. You're wonderful. And since you both hurt. have the affection one, we're going to end with a camp yes. kiss. Oh, a touch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks. It's all bigger than me, baby. Bye. All right. If there's one thing I like to tell the audience is I'd like to remind you guys that these are just everyday people doing everyday things with something to say, stories to tell. These aren't celebrities. These aren't models. These aren't actors. These are just everyday people. Everyone has a story. Everyone has something to say that could infect the lives of everybody all around the world. That's the case for everyone everywhere. It's all bigger than me. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than your family. It's for everyone. It's all bigger than me. I'm going to go ahead and stream this next video here. This is still Tracy and Crystal Mountain for you, those of you who are now tuning in. Um, this is her at a ranch, and here you are. This is Tracy Harrell, and it's bigger than me. And I'm here today. I'm in the mountains celebrating my 50th birthday and an anniversary with my sweetheart. And we're doing all kind of wonderful things. And I decided to do some horseback riding. And guess who I discovered? Two beautiful people, a couple who were living the dream. They're doing what they love to do. And so we asked them to come on and talk a little bit about what they do. So first of all, can you introduce yourself? My name is beautiful. Kim. I grew up in South Dakota, and I've been doing horseback work 
well, my whole life, but I've been in Washington for six summers now. Nice. And your handsome husband? <laughs> Hi, my name's Lee. Uh, I've been a local guide here for about 15 years. When I'm not riding horses, I work for Crystal Mountain as a facility as maintenance manager. I'm going to back up so you can see the full look. And, Aren't they beautiful? <laughs> he has the boots and everything, the, 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 dog, the hound dog. He has the whole scene and these beautiful horses in the back. What I love about you two is that, first of all, you said you sing as well. Yep. So this is your beautiful... My beautiful wife. We didn't, we didn't plan this part, but um, it's impromptu. Okay. So do you ever sing love songs to her? I do. Well, what's your favorite? Um, <laughs> I think the best one I got for her is In Case You Didn't Know. I can't Ooh. remember who it's by, but it's a newer song. Would you like to um, grace her with the moment? <laughs> sure. I guess I'll hit the chorus. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Hit> something. <laughs> Hold her hand. Uh, some In case moment. you didn't know, I'm crazy about you. I would be lying if I said that I could live this life without you. Even though I don't tell you all the time. You had my heart a long, long time ago. In case you didn't know. Wow. I think a kiss is appropriate. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a kiss cam. <laughs> nice. Okay. So tell me about how you met again. And then you said something about why you like her. You guys, you mentioned. Well, we work really good together. I came up, I was the local guide up here. She came in about six years ago with a friend of hers. Uh, they needed to know how to get around the trails and stuff around here and kind of how the horses act. So I helped them out, let them know. And then after two years of that, it was the second summer, we realized that we were falling in love with each other. And we did long distance dating. She's from South Dakota, so we'd fly every other month, back and forth. <laughs> Finally, she came out here, I think the third winter, and stayed, and then I asked her to marry me that following summer, and she took a while to say yeah. <laughs> got it done. <laughs> you got it done. I love that. So so he said he proposed to you, and you were a little shocked. Tell us about that. <laughs> so we had talked about getting married quite a bit before I'd come out the, that summer, and... It was, it was pretty quiet the summer that I was here and we hadn't talked about getting married. And so when he did ask, I was in shock, but not <laughs> totally surprised. But at the same time, I wasn't comfortable with a solid answer at the time. And so I just... And you said he quiet. did it in front of a lot of people. Yeah. Well, a lot in my book. <laughs> there was probably... 30, 40 30? people there. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Just just for me, I'm an extrovert. That's a lot. <laughs> for me, that's a lot. Okay, what I love about you is what do you love most about her? And you tell me what you love most about him. I love her personality. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. She we work well together. She uh, fell in love with the two kids that I have from a previous marriage. Mm, I love I fell that. in love with her. I felt like she was a good fit for the family and I think it's working out pretty good so far. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> I only like him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I love the, the hand holding. I'll back up a little bit. It's so cute. It's so cute. So my other question. So it's it's hard when people work together and you're in love. You're, you're in a relationship. So for some of us, it's hard enough just being in a relationship. So how do you keep it together? Like, how do you stay happy? What do you do when you're... you're... I think the working together is kind of what keeps us going at this point. Like... We're newlyweds still. <laughs> okay, nice. At this point, working together, like, it gives us something to focus on instead of 
being upset with each other because we we're working with horses. It's not just mm. an item. It's a different personality, and his he's got a great personality. He's that guy that's there to help everybody, and he's there making everything better. And he's the leader, and that's definitely something that I fell in love with. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and she's she does she does a pretty good job of leading herself. Mm. She does more things around the house than I than I'd like to admit, and we can probably help out with some of those, but I think for the most part, both of us pick up where the other one just doesn't want to. You know, mm. There's days where where I'm tired and I come home from work, she'll go ahead and do the dishes and cook, and then if I get off early, I'll go home and cook, and let her relax and sit and watch her TV show or whatever she's going to do. Or, a partnership, you mean. Yeah. So a real live partnership. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. It's beautiful. That's why I wanted to videotape you because, again, there's no manual for relationships. And this whole concept of bigger than me is really saying there are people who are doing it, like real people. We're going to videotape you some more. I know you got some cooking to do. We got a, a whole, uh, what do you call it, a cookout and hoot nanny. It's a dinner ride. Oh. oh, okay. So we got a nice dinner coming with some steaks yeah. and some chicken. And you sing. Yeah. As we just heard. Wow, that was so beautiful. My last question for you, because I, I think this looks so perfect. There's like this mountain background. I could just kind of pan <laughs> a little bit. Like it is gorgeous here where we are. I'm just coming on back here. You got the horses in the background. You're, you're newlyweds. So what I love about what you said when we talked earlier is that you said this is your not your first marriage. Right. So can you talk about what you learned from the first marriage that you think helped you in this one or just maybe maybe advice for women or men who you know might have not and not have worked out the first time and you you know so i was i was pretty young when i got married first and she kind of ran the relationship and then uh she was four or five years older than i was mm. um, she had bigger ideas for what i was supposed to be doing and i didn't really want to do those ideas and i wanted to spend time with the horses and we're looking to buy the outfit out mm. I didn't feel the full support from her, and it was kind of half-assed on her end. Mm -hmm. um, we got to the point where we kept fighting in front of the kids, and I didn't mm -hmm. want to do that anymore. Nice. I didn't want to raise the kids in a hostile environment. And I'd, I'd stay stay out at the bar and come home late because I just didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> They're like, don't be staying out at the bar. <laughs> the horses are like, did you hear what Now I found, I found somebody that I really enjoy coming home to, mm. and, and she always... She does a lot of extra things for me when uh, we're at home, like taking off my boots at the end of the day when I don't <laughs> want to take my boots off. I think it's it's a give and take relationship, you know. I I do I work really hard for her and try to bring the paycheck home, and she appreciates that, and it's it wasn't wow. appreciated the first time around. So wow, I like I love it, I love it. You both are beautiful. Any final words as I back off? I'm gonna, we're gonna end in song as I back off. Whatever you, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm you holding hands. It's so beautiful. Anything you want to belt as we as we close? Any any inspirational song? Uh, not off the top of my head. No. What's your favorite song, beautiful lady? What do you like to hear him sing? anything <laughs> come on one one last love song for your beautiful bride last love song okay hold on let me hit the roller decks here <laughs> so uh, beautiful you guys just have the look, look. love is unconditional <laughs> knew it from the start you can see it in your eyes you can hear it from my home that's about all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's bigger than me, baby. I love it. Thank you.
Now, the thing I love about that one is that previously I said that Tracy is interviewing everyday people, but for those of you who can't see this, these are cowboys on a ranch with a beautiful background, big scenery. I love it. These are just people with something to say, but in the, they look like superheroes, the people that aren't known to the public, not known to everyone, but everyone's a superhero in their own ways. And these guys st- sharing their story on an average day where they didn't know they are even talking to anyone is now translating to people, every, uh, everyone that's listening to this channel. And that's what's beautiful about these experiences with anyone. This could be you. This could be me. Even me sitting here talking to you, I'm just an average, everyday person. But I got something to say. You got something to say. And I'm going to go ahead and stream this next video with someone who is someone who has something to say. See Harrell, and it's all bigger than me. And we are now at Mount Rainier. Let me see if I can tune in. Look at that beautiful view. We're at Reflections Lake. Look how gorgeous that is. And Ken and I met this amazing couple. Can you guys introduce yourselves? Hi, Brittany. Hi, Mike. And together seven years. Nice. And of course, I asked them already, like, what makes their relationship last? Like, what advice would they give to others? And what did you say? Yeah, uh, traveling together does it works wonders. Nice. Uh, de-stressing, talking to each other after a long day's work, um, just sharing experiences together. I love it. And and Brittany, you said one of the things you're going to do is you you guys have traveled to Europe. You've talked about some of your other trips, and you're potentially going to be starting a blog, a travel blog. Travel blog. And we're going to add her to our site, so we have one of our our verticals is around just living life. And so for the two of you. My last question as we both try to get out of here before the sun sets and take that windy road back down. Can you share with me what you like best about your husband and then handsome husband? Tell me what you like best about your beautiful bride. I think I like best about him is his patience because I've been getting sick recently. Had to quit my job and he's just been really super caring and helpful in all the little ways. I know it's been tough on him too. Wow. Hubby, who's a police officer, by the way. We love police officers. I think it's one of the most noble. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And you're a nurse. God help you with that hard work. So thank you both for the work that you do. So what do you love most about your beautiful bride? She's very dedicated to whatever she does. She puts forth all effort. So I love that about her. I love it. So you guys will see this on YouTube. We'll come back to you again for other conversations. I say it's time for a kiss cam. Kiss Good cam. moment. Go in. Mm, so cute. <laughs> All right, so these people are really living their best lives out here. This last clip I'm going to show for you guys. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be able to get all of it in, but it's a special lady that Tracy met at the ranch, and uh, here you are. Enjoy. I can only get it streaming real fast. There you are. All right, enjoy. And it is so much bigger than me. I am sitting out here, a beautiful evening, and I'm in Crystal Mountain. This is also called, it's a word that begins with an E. Umanqua or something like that. Oh, Enumqua. Yeah. okay. OMG, it's so beautiful here. And I'm sitting here after an amazing few days doing the gondola and horseback riding and all these multiple things. And I met some amazing people. And today I am sitting here with Miss Julie. Can you tell us, give us your name. I was telling her about this show, It's Bigger Than Me, and how we really just want to tell stories to help other people achieve their dreams. And Julie said, oh, I got a story for you. <laughs> but she's uh, just so beautiful. And this, You're gorgeous, first of all. Thank you for joining me. Sure. Thanks for having me. Tell me, what is your name? And just tell me a little bit about what you were sharing earlier. You said you kind of had a little journey 
<laughs> in marriage and you're transitioning. And I think you helping to tell your story will help others on a similar journey in life. So. Yeah. Um, I'm Julie Koss. Uh, I was in a fundamentalist Christian church and a couple, a couple generations of it. And it was kind of a fear-based, rule-oriented type mentality that I was, um, I don't know, I'm more of a helper. I'm a relationship-oriented, mm -hmm. people-pleaser. And so I took a lot of things to heart that I shouldn't have, that maybe weren't, wasn't intended. I don't want to bash the, the religion mm -hmm. I was in, but it was just like, I don't know, a combination. Anyway, um, I was married for 24 years and homeschooled my kids for 10 um, my ex told me I was a dependent. I wasn't an equal partner. Um, I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to touch the checkbook. I mean, it was uh -huh. like, I wasn't anyway. And sometimes I, I think, you know, I want to blame him, but it's not him. It's me. Uh -huh. I mean, hurting people hurt people uh -huh. and I had choices and I didn't want to. Anyway, <laughs> no, that's good. Okay. I, 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 no, I like, I like this. I think there's a bit of reflection here. Because what you said is you're happier now than you've ever been. You were in a, you were in a difficult marriage. You said it was relatively abusive. I think is the word you use as it related to your kids and some other things. But you're now happier than you've ever been. And I think being able to talk about the where you are now is really huge for women who are in a bad place. Okay. Well, a lot of what I struggled is, it, it was more emotional abuse than anything, mm -hmm. and that's hard to really mm -hmm. But I wanted to be an occupational therapist, and my first goal was to get a BA in psychology, mm -hmm. and then the rest didn't happen. Yes. So part of me is like, am I my religion? What's my identity? Mm -hmm. Am I a mother? Am I, because I'm not a wife anymore? I'm not this anymore? I'm not mm -hmm. that anymore? Mm -hmm. Lee invited me to come ride horses. Am I a horse? You know, mm -hmm. what am I? I rode a motorcycle for a while. And I'm really trying to figure out it's a person's character. Mm, I love that. Because it's from the inside out. You can follow all these rules, dieting rules, religious rules, whatever rules, and all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everybody mm. makes mistakes. And it's kind of a journey to figure out the boundaries, to forgive yourself, mm. to forgive others mm. that have hurt you. And I have a lot that, I mean, I have the same job that I had before, mm -hmm. so I'm in debt. So sometimes I think, man, I went to school and I'm not any better off financially, mm -hmm. but I'm better off mentally. Mm -hmm. I'm better off emotionally. Mm -hmm. What stronger. price can you put on that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My kids adore me. I have three boys that are mm -hmm. 24, 22, and 20. Wow. And they call me all the time and ask how I'm doing. And... I have a job that I love and doesn't pay a lot, but I'm surviving. I love it. I love it. And I've made new friends. I've kind of, yeah. Anyway, I'm still, I'm still struggling. It's still hard, mm -hmm. but I guess what I, if I would say to somebody else, it's one step at a time. You're not alone. Mm. And yeah, even on the horse ride today, I was talking to a single mom and I said a couple things and she's like, oh my goodness, how do you know me? <laughs> mm. How do you know that? How do you know I was thinking that? How do you know I was What did you say? Um, it was something I, I don't even really remember. Was, but you just connected. So you basically, that's what this show is about. It's just basically when the opportunity arises, feeling the, you know, open to connect with people. She, there was a need, you made a statement, it connected with her.
when I guess safe people is kind of my focus. People that are safe, meaning not necessarily a label, but their character, their personality, their needs. Yeah, I've been a single mom. I've been there, and you're probably feeling this, this, and this. And I think that's what happened. And then she's like, how do you know? And then she started talking about it. It's tough being a single parent, and it's tough. You, you always have guilt. And guilt because... What did I do wrong? Mm. So that would... We're supposed to protect our children, and children need to stay in a marriage, or do they not? You know, mm. like, so now it's interesting because you said your kids were being abused, so you basically saved them by getting them out of it. Would you agree <laughs> to that? Right? You said your kids adore you, and they know they watched it, they they experienced before and after too, right? Well, thank you, because my guilt is more that I didn't protect them enough. Oh, earlier, sooner? Yeah, I should have stood up to it sooner. I should have well done something different, but I'm also learning that. It just, I don't know. There, you can't go back. Mm, I love it, I, and I love it. The first thing you said to me was when you you reflected on divorce and those things, and you said, "What'd you say about divorce? Like if you hadn't gone through that, you wouldn't have." I wouldn't have my kids. I wouldn't have my in-laws, who encouraged me to go back to school, who were really, really encouraging. And my sister-in-law helped raise the kids. She took them to doctor's appointments. And, mm. And things when I had to work full time. Because before that, I was a, I was a stay-at-home homeschool mom. I homeschooled mm. my kids for ten years. Wow. So for them to go to public school, not a Christian school, mm -hmm. and then I don't know, but they're doing great and excellent. They're happy and I guess sometimes you think, okay, if I work and do this, if I work hard, and this happens. If I save my money and mm -hmm. pay my bills, I'll be financially great. But no, the well goes out or you get a, mm -hmm. somebody hits you with your car or whatever. But what I'm struggling with is people that, it's kind of like hurting people hurt people. Other mm. people have pains and hurts and not everybody's like me that can just spill their guts. <laughs> <laughs> Purposeful sharing. I love it. It's like, oh, she hasn't heard my story yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's what I loved about you immediately. What you said was, if I had not gone through those painful experiences, I would not be where I am today. I would not be free. I wouldn't know, you know, the, the, the value of this freedom. And you share that with your kids. You said your kids are amazing as well. So, I mean, that. My that that attitude of gratitude, that 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 lack of regret. Yeah, I had a counselor once that told me that she said, "Your kids will notice people that are hurting. Mm. They will notice people that, uh, yeah, are struggling, mm. and they're going to notice that, and they're going to be more compassionate. They're going to appreciate more what they have because it was I handed to them. Wow. I feel guilty that I couldn't help them with college and I mm. couldn't buy them cars and I couldn't do all this stuff. And they struggle, but... They're better for it. Exactly. On the back end. When they found out we were getting a divorce, mm -hmm. that's all they could do to not jump up and down. <gasps> really? Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> You're like, well, dang, I should have done this sooner. <laughs> Are you serious? They were... They How old were they at the time? They were 13, 15, and 17. So unfortunately, we had to cut that video off early, but there's one thing I wanted to tell you guys that this platform is just for people to be themselves and connect with other people. I'm here. This is my only third time on the show. Now I'm here hosting. The more I watch these videos that we previously watched, like the more I became more comfortable with this environment that I'm in. I'm here. 
and it feels like they're here. And at the end of it, it's just all I've learned is it's all bigger than me. It's bigger than me trying to be perfect host on this show. It's bigger than people trying to tell stories. It's for all of us. And with that being said, it's all bigger than me. (laughs) Thank you.